Welcome to Navigating the Modern World. I am your host, Kimberly Johnson. I am a life coach and a sex coach. This podcast was made for you, for you to get the most out of your life. We as human beings are made to win. This podcast offers a perspective in life that has you win, no matter what the challenge or outer circumstances you find yourself in. If you want to learn more about my work, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com. Hello and welcome to episode 119 of Navigating the Modern World. I'm here again with Jordan. Hi. (laughs) You guys want to know something really fun about Jordan? He is the slowest chewer I have Mm. ever met. He he chews his food so many times. I'm impressed. Yep. I don't know what to say, but it's true. (laughs) I guess it took a while to get settled here. Because I was chewing. I don't know. Is that what you're trying to say? (laughs) Well, that is the truth. That is what happened in reality. But also, it's just a fun fact about you. Mm -hmm. Um, I am so excited about today's episode. Uh, We're going to talk about apathy turned into the question of like, I don't care about anything why should i care about anything to the inquiry of what we care about okay um and i can just i guess start with kind of the Mm -hmm. how it all started Mm -hmm. so well it's kind of a long process but for like probably a month or more i'm not really sure i've been just like Well, okay, I had some health issues. That's probably when it started. Okay, probably. So I had some health issues and I was going to the doctor and I ended up having like a pretty bad infection and all these things. And um, I had to get put on like antibiotics, which I haven't been on since I was like a very small child and um, just all these things. And it sent me into this whirlwind of like, I need to change parts of myself and all of these things. Well... After me thinking and worrying and stressing about those types of thoughts for like a long time, it's kind of just turned into like a low grade apathy. We're all like have moments of just feeling apathetic, like I'm not doing all I can be doing and um, I'm causing my body, you know, just pain or uh, health issues or whatever. Well, do you mean that you're like beating yourself up? Like those sound, that sounds like you're... Beating yourself up for being apathetic, like for not doing all the things that you want to be doing to take care of yourself. Um, that could be, that could be maybe like the apathy is sparked by me just beating myself up. Okay. Anyway, so I was feeling apathetic and it led to this really beautiful conversation that Jordan and I had a few mornings ago. Um, where I just kind of was really open and sharing about how I like didn't feel like I cared about much and I, and I, but I feel like I deeply believe that you choose what things mean and you choose what you, you know, like you choose the meaning behind your caring and whatever you're doing. And, um, and it led to Jordan sharing something with me about, so we, we were like having this conversation and he said, well, you know, you do kind of downplay a lot. And I was like, wait, what? And we had, before we even started dating, we had been running together. And mm. 
he had shared with me on the run, he had shared with me like, so I had sung an open mic and I just like told him, he was like, what did you do this weekend? I was like, oh, I sang an open mic or whatever. And Mm -hmm. I just kind of like nonchalantly said it. And he was like, wait, what? It blew my mind. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Go on. I just, I was so impressed with it and she didn't seem to think it was noteworthy. (laughs) And so I just like, you know, let it pass or whatever. Well, then he's sharing this the other day and I'm like, oh. Because it was more than that. Like I kept, I kept trying to get excited for her. Like I kept pressing her, like asking her about music she'd done in the past and what it was like to do an open mic and when's the last time she did something like that? Were you alone, etc. And she was just like, like stonewalling every question. Basically. <laughs> <clears throat> like you wanted me to know so much that it was like not a big deal. And like, it didn't mean anything. And you've been singing your whole life. And it's just like normal and you don't care about it. And yeah, it was very, I, I can't remember like specific things you said but it was just the the tone i guess of the whole thing was just like i don't know like why like why are you making a big deal of this it's just nothing you know uh-huh. and and i mean part of why i was impressed of course is because like i uh haven't really done much like that and i aspire to and it seems really difficult to just get on a stage by yourself to me like i haven't done much performing type art so to me it's really impressive and to her she just wouldn't allow me to be impressed (laughs) and yeah just really uh really inferred that it wasn't something she cared about well so that led so he was like sharing i was like oh that's such interesting information and then that led him to kind of reflect about um your ceramics journey yeah well i want to mention too like exactly what you were feeling apathetic about because like it may have been triggered by some health issues and like your like you know for example like in addition to the infection like you have some kind of either stress fracture or something out of place in your leg that you've been getting physical therapy for but you can't run and like Mm -hmm. so there's like these these pursuits that you've had to sign sideline and like those i think are directly I don't know, leading to a sense of apathy, but also you've talked about like not caring about like your career and wanting to like move that forward and yeah and, and again like how you I don't know will often like beat yourself up for that too. So like the apathy is not like uh, it's not focused just to like health stuff. Oh, it's like no. it's it's been sort of like you've talked about it in a lot of different areas, whether it be. I just have apathy sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. well, even talking about, like, your sort of spiritual pursuit. Like, how, like, you were just, you kept using the term, like, disillusioned with, like, some of the spiritual readings you've been um, working through. Or, like, even your school program. Yeah. Like, this Buddhist school, meditation school program that you've just kind of felt, like, disillusioned with, you Mm -hmm. said. And so, so the apathy was sort of broad while maybe it was triggered by these health issues, but... It seems larger than that. I think I just have bouts of apathy sometimes, Mm -hmm. which I think is like what helps me be a good life coach. But it also means that I have to like face my own apathy. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, then, so that whole thing like led Jordan into like contemplating about his own ceramics. I guess like it made an impression on me when she just didn't want to talk about 
the role of music in her life. And I kind of realized that, like, I, I have a similar attitude or sort of, like, uh, maybe, like, a persona more so regarding my uh, ceramics career. So I've done ceramics my whole life and went to school for it and, and did it professionally after school for a few years. And I've stopped in the last year or so. But throughout that whole process, I, I feel like when people asked me if I, what I felt about ceramics, it was the same sort of response that Kimberly had about music. Just like, I don't really care about this. It's just like things I make. Like, I, it didn't feel like a sort of personal expression. Um, it just felt like a, like sort of a craft that I was, you know, making money off of and, um, but the fact that I did it for so long and like went to school for it and like worked so hard to become a potter, like I think sort of betrayed what I was telling people about not caring about it. And so... I mean, I had a few people kind of tell me that, like, what I was saying did not line up with their image of me. Um, one person in particular was just, I mean, just said that same thing very directly. Like, it, like your actions and your life don't suggest that you don't care about this. Because, like, I was very dedicated to it. And I was fairly accomplished. And, and I spent now a our, lot of time. And now our whole house is filled with his ceramics yeah and like i'm i now i can sort of be a little more appreciative of of the time i spent on it because like yeah i'm really glad that i can fill our house with stuff and it's all functional like we use it for cooking it's decoration it's uh all of our plates and bowls and cups yeah and i'm excited to potentially get back into ceramics but i don't know it's just it's interesting that the things that we often spend most of our time with at least in these two cases i don't know if it's true for 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 other people but um it just it just felt like i didn't care about it and i still sort of have this logical attitude towards ceramics that it's not really that like important to me but i i don't know it's been like one of the most constant and focused things in my entire life so i think it it's it just doesn't makes sense to say I don't care about it, even if my sort of logical brain has created that narrative. Um, well, that's kind of, that's kind of like where it went next is I just, I realized that it's almost like if I downplay something, mm -hmm. then like I don't have to be vulnerable to failure or, um, Mm -hmm. loss loss or it's kind of like if you play something down you don't really have to take responsibility for it you get to mm -hmm. kind of just be like eh whatever you mm -hmm. know and you don't have to take any criticism you don't because it's like and eh, like i don't really care about it anyway mm -hmm. um but what i realized in talking to jordan is that like my downplaying and because here's here's what I really think is like if you're obsessing about something a lot in your thinking and you're also like feeling like pretty intense emotions about something, 
it's probably because you actually care deeply about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's what I came to is I was like, oh, like I'm sitting here thinking about my health and I'm sitting here thinking about my career not because I don't care, mm-hmm. but be care- because I care so much yeah. that it matters to me to like right. work these things out. Right. Yes. And I think like the prospect of doing that can be so daunting. You just tell yourself like, oh, I don't give a shit about this. Exactly. So that you don't have to take responsibility. For totally. It. Yeah. And it's like... That switch, and so I had been upset about something else in my life, kind of, too, and the second I realized, like, oh, I'm upset about that because I care about this person so Mm -hmm. much, Mm -hmm. and it just took away all my feelings of anger and frustration. It was just like, oh, I'm upset because I care, and it's such a switch. It's literally, the, nothing changed about the situation. It's just a complete perspective switch mm-hmm. that changed, it began to change, like, everything for me mm-hmm. that day. Like, I really was like, oh, mm-hmm. like, what if I allowed myself to actually care as much as I care? Yeah. What yes. would ha- What would have happened? Yeah, um, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Um, It reminds me of, like, this is, again, ceramics related. This is, like, one of the, this is the last sort of event that happened in my ceramics career. Because I left the studio I was working in partly because I really didn't get along with one of the other potters in there. There was three of us working there, shared space. And he, I don't, I mean, I still don't know exactly what went wrong in our relationship, but I was much younger than him and he'd been doing ceramics a lot longer and it just seemed like he had very high standards for like how to use the space. And because I was like doing it less, like it was a part-time thing for me. I was still working a day job and like, I just didn't have the time to dedicate that he did as like a full-time potter. And like, he'd been doing it much longer. I was just inexperienced and admittedly a little bit sloppier. And I think he just didn't really respect me Mm. or or some, I mean, I'm not really sure. I mean, what I'm about to say sort of maybe contradicts that, but like he, I just felt so much, uh, negativity from him that I really just by the end of my time there wanted to get out of that studio so I didn't have to be around this guy because he would like openly insult me face to face and was just very sort of like mocking and oh, I'm uh, so sorry it was that not happened. a good situation but so this all sort of blew up with him sending me like a series of very insulting angry text messages and I responded by basically just saying like this, like what, you know, whatever I do with my life is really not your business. And he responded saying like, I don't give a damn about you. And it felt so contradictory because like he was obviously so worked up about this that he went out of his way to like call Mm. me out. And it was, this is like a grown man with a wife and children, like having a temper tantrum and sending me, hate mail basically in real time and in the in that same message he's saying i don't care about this at all so i just think that happens so often that people Mm. tell themselves like i don't care about this but the fact that they're dwelling on it 
again, just really betrays how important it is to them. So, like, maybe he actually did respect me. Like, maybe what made him so upset was that I didn't get along with him and I didn't, you know, care to be involved in his drama. And maybe that made him angry because he wanted my respect or something. I mean, I'm still not sure what went wrong in that relationship and I, I want to take some responsibility for it too like I I'm older now and realize like I wasn't um I don't know as good of a studio partner as I could have been but anyways it just it really stuck out of me that like he says he's not caring about something that he's so worked up about that he's like lost his ability to be a you know kind professional adult um I mean I I think I think people don't do the work to ask what's really going on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like anger arises and they don't have any idea that they really care about you. They're just listening mm-hmm. to the initial reaction, which is like, I'm annoyed by their behavior mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they don't, I call it like the U-turn. They don't like U-turn into their own being and say, what's actually going on here? Yeah. And, and I should mention that, like, I probably I probably wanted his respect, too. And the fact that he was often, you know, mocking me and, and criticizing my work, like, I think that probably hurt more than I wanted to admit. Totally. And so then I would sort of behave more, I don't know, just sort of aloof because I didn't want him, you know, thinking that I cared about his opinion. So it just, like, it got so wrapped up where it was like, Neither of us liked each other by the end of this, but it, it was probably all started because we both wanted each other's respect and admiration as I think that happens a lot, like especially in artist communities. Like art is so competitive and you want the respect of your peers in, in whatever pursuit it is, art or otherwise. Um, and I don't know, like I think all of that again is just fueled by you're just caring so much about what people think of you totally. and want the respect because it validates your skill or, or, or just yeah. makes you feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested in like why humans do that. Like it's interesting. I was talking to my mentor today and she specifically like told me like I don't want you to downplay yourself mm-hmm. um like I want you you know she's like I don't know if you've ever been told that you're like too much because you know she's she's gotten to know me now and I'm I'm quite expressive and I love doing public speaking and all of that and I love teaching to the class and I think she can see that like I have been told that I'm too much a lot and it makes you want to just downplay everything. You're Mm, like, or like just simple things. Like you get hurt when you're young Mm -hmm. or made fun of or something. And then, and then you don't want to be like the laughing stock anymore. So you don't really put yourself out there. Yeah. I relate to that a lot. Yeah. It's like, and it's, Mm -hmm. but I feel like in the end it's more painful when, when you're like on your deathbed and you're looking back at your life, it would be more painful to say, I never went after something mm-hmm. I cared about mm-hmm. than to say something like, 
Like, I don't think very many people on their deathbed are like, yeah, I'm so glad that I lived in fear and that Mm -hmm. I didn't really do the things I wanted to do. And I downplayed all the ways that, like, I'm good at things. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I think that I would regret that more on my deathbed. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course. So it's like, why? (laughs) Why what? Why do we do it? I don't know. I don't know. Um... Yeah. <laughs> uh, do you think it's like just a linguistic coincidence of what do you think the relationship between like what we're talking about caring about something and like caring for somebody caring for somebody you know what I mean like is that just like a coincidence that those two words are the same and have somewhat different meanings or do you think that they kind of share the same meaning does that make sense I mean, I think they definitely share the same meaning. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure things like that are different. You know, like like a healthcare worker. Yeah. Like, they're caring for people's health. Do, they, do you think that they need to care about the patient in order to provide good health care? You know what I mean? Is there, is there a bridge between those two things? Or? Yes, I yeah. think you have to care. Yeah. Okay. I th- think you have to... Well, I don't know. Like, if I'm working with a client that I don't care about, Mm -hmm. no. I, Mm -hmm. cause I don't, I probably won't want to listen to them. Mm -hmm. I won't, like, I'll be, like, there's a reason I usually don't care, which is Mm -hmm. like, you know, something, I don't know, whatever it is. Um, like, I can't imagine doing this, the work that I do without caring. That sounds Mm -hmm. kind of awful, in fact. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I, I, I agree with that. But I don't know. I was just kind of curious because, I'm not sure why. I just like language, and I, I wonder, like... I wonder what of, the definition of care is. Yeah, like, I wonder if one of those meanings morphed out of the other, or I'm not exactly sure where they kind of split off to become somewhat separate things. Um, so, the definition of care is the provision of what is necessary for the health, welfare, maintenance, and protection... Mm-hmm protection of someone or something Mm -hmm. serious attention or consideration applied to doing something correctly Mm -hmm. to avoid danger or risk Hmm. um i mean i kind of love it because it it's almost like like serious attention it's almost like care just means awareness yeah exactly Uh, yeah it does like paying attention to all the details yeah it's just like to Mm -hmm. pay attention to something Mm -hmm. which i kind of think that's all that any human wants is Mm -hmm. just like the attention that someone else is aware of their existence and i kind of wonder if like material want that too like not that they're like drawn to it but like why why do i think it's different for inanimate objects like i think that is the same like it's just like i want to pay attention to whatever's here if it's a human a human if it's Mm -hmm. like a table yeah you just want it to have meaning to you yeah i just want to bring the care quote-unquote attention to whatever's here yeah i think it's interesting because like that the definition of care can be so broad that it really does just mean the meaning of like, Whatever. like mm. what we've talked about, how like you know, it's up to the individual to create meaning in their life, and what is that except for caring about something? You know, mm. so it's like, I don't know. It's just 
you can interpret it so many different ways to the point where like caring about something is really just everything. It just means Mm -hmm. the whole point of being alive. Do you think people get to choose what they care about? Or do you think that caring is just a byproduct of living and then like Mm. being drawn to something? Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. I don't, I mean. (sighs) What are your thoughts about it? Oh, I just don't know how not to go down that rabbit hole of uh, just sort of, the, you know, just the nature-nurture. Yeah. The nature-nurture yeah. uh, or the chicken argument. Before the, egg the or... chicken before the egg argument. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, like just sort of the feedback loop of, uh, yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, what was the original question? I don't even remember. <laughs> Do you get to choose oh, yeah. what you care about? Yeah, do you like, do people get to choose? Because I, there's this, in the spiritual community, I won't speak, like, I that's the community that I'm, like, involved in with school and, um, you know, other things. But I, it's like, there's kind of, like, two categories, I find. It's like, you have some destined path and you're going to, it's unfolding before mm-hmm. you. Or the other side is like you choose and you just go yes. after that thing and my, I I don't know. My default answer to this this question, no matter what the context is, the the basic question is free will. Like I yeah, feel like my default kinda, yeah. response to this is always just that like whether you do have free will or not, you have the experience of free will. And I mean so, I think it's. I don't think that there's ever going to be an answer to like whether things are predetermined or whether you have choice and can influence the outcome of things. But I, regardless of that, like objective reality, you have the experience of free will, and I think that's the important thing. Is that well, it's like I do and I don't. Okay. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, just like some things, it's like I I feel like I haven't had a choice. Like, it's just like, like, I don't remember choosing music. It just kind of like chose me. Like, yes. So, but again. But the, it's influenced by like, I guess my back, father. and This gets back to like kind of have what you started with about how like the idea that you had to change yourself was bringing on this sense of apathy. And so I think there's things that, like, you maybe weren't able to choose about yourself that you can still influence because you have the experience of choice. Like, you, I don't know, like, for myself, like, I I didn't have a musical father necessarily. And, like, music wasn't really part of my life growing up. I took piano lessons. I was in band. But I didn't really have, like, an autonomous musical trajectory the way that Kimberly did. But I have chosen to get better at that even though it's a slog, like years and years of just practicing this thing and like feeling like I'm getting nowhere, but like I care enough about it that I'm choosing to like... You really don't feel like you're getting anywhere? Oh no, it's just day to day. You, I mean, it just... Okay, Progress is okay. just so... Slow, such yeah. a long arc that yeah. sometimes it just feels hard to care about. So, mm-hmm. um, but even when I feel like I don't care about it, just want to stop, like, I've really chosen to just keep pursuing that regardless of how I feel about it. So, like, I think there's an example of, like, my my basic habits were established in a way that des- didn't necessarily include music, and I'm choosing to change that by mm-hmm. kind of this... 
But I don't know. They kind of did. It wasn't drums. Yes, but that's but you... why that's why I say it's like chicken or the egg. Like, where did it start? Like, yeah. is my desire to get better at music the direct result of not having had much music experience when I was younger? There, you know. Yeah. I, and again, like, I don't think it matters. But like, in any given moment, me making the choice to practice. I feel like I'm making that choice. And if I, I think the experience is the important thing here. Like if I just decided that like, oh, I'm never going to be a musician. Like it's a lost cause. I'm starting too late. This is never going to go anywhere because I didn't do it when I was young enough. Like I would just never do it, you know, but I I feel like I have the choice to change that. Mm -hmm. And so I'm making that effort, you know? So I just, I think it's, I've kind of given up on that question of like whether we choose what we care about or not. And it's just, I don't care. And I, I experience choice and, um, I love that you just proclaimed you don't care. <laughs> ah, very well. Yeah, very well. I, I but don't that, know. That's true. And I feel like that also has been something of a choice where like I would obsess over this question when I was younger. Like, well, it, so it yeah, so you just apart. chose not to care. And I just sort of realized that like this, this pattern of thought is not healthy. It like, I'm a happier person when I do just spend time practicing drums and not worrying about whether or not I should, or I care enough about it or whether it's going to lead anywhere. Like I've, I've sort of, built habits in my life that um, prevent me from dwelling too much on the question of like, what is this all about? Or what's my fate? Or, you know, the question of free will, all that stuff. I just, I feel like I'm a better, happier, healthier person not caring too much about that and just living my life, again, with the experience of choice and free will. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think that sometimes what gets me there is asking the question. So it's like I finally like if I loop through this question, I like a lot of times I'll get to like some dead end and mm-hmm. I'm like and that's what sparks my oh, like it's just what you're experiencing right now. It's like mm-hmm. just an experiencing life, not asking the question. But like, I don't genuinely get there without asking the question. Mm-hmm. You know sure. what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's really healthy for people to ask that question. I sometimes think that you can become apathetic. And if you don't know how to get out of apathy, it can mm-hmm. be scary. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I think like it's super important sometimes to ask those types of questions. Yeah. And I mean, I'm curious about what you shared about, you know, drumming and stuff. Like, the choosing not to care, does that mean you actually don't care anymore? About what? About getting better or, um, you know, because you said you don't care about the end result. You just No, what I meant was I don't care whether or not I have a choice in that in playing drums like maybe it was all predetermined oh totally. maybe maybe you know since the moment i was born the stars were aligned such that when i became a 29 year old man i would be playing drums you know yeah like i don't care whether that's true or not or whether i created this path for myself i do care about drums i'd like to think i do um i just don't care how i got to that mindset yeah yeah 
<laughs> I don't know. Do you, do you see what I mean about yeah. how, like, this is just such a, like, when you break the idea of caring down, it just becomes everything. Like, we've gone from, like, pretty but specific that's the reason you to, like, the question of free will, you know? It's, like, it, such a big thing. To me, that's why questions are important because mm-hmm. they lead you to this a more expansive place. And yeah. if you don't ask the question, then you sometimes like, I don't think asking the question all every time is most important. I actually think you have to experience both. You have to be in your life living it. Mm-hmm. And there are times to ask the bigger questions. Yeah. That's another thing we've talked a lot about. It's like, sometimes I'll just get sucked into a certain path and then I'm in it for a few years. And then like, I do start to ask those questions like, do I really want to be doing pottery right now? Like, do I enjoy this like terrible harassment relationship with this other potter? Like, you know, I was just so focused on doing that because I had decided like, this is what I care about. I've got a degree in this and it's what I've been doing. It's what I'm supposed to do. And I wasn't really asking the question whether this was actually good for me. And I lost sight of like, I wasn't. I was just yeah. kind of ignorant of like how bad I was being treated because I stopped asking that question. So it does seem to go in kind of these like these fits and starts and yeah, you kind of step outside of it and, and redirect every once in a while. And that seems to be how I go about it. Like I'll yeah. get really laser focused in something, yeah. forget about the bigger picture and then kind of like Reevaluate. Yeah, like, I mean, I guess going back to your term of disillusionment. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, what was that all about? Like, and do I really care about this anymore? Mm -hmm. And I like, I mean, I really love that process. Like, um, to me, it's, it's really exciting to, you know, I stopped doing ceramics. I started playing drums. Like, it do, I don't have to just, like, care about the same thing my whole life. Like, it's totally. okay to step out of something and realize, like, oh, maybe that's not what I want. Like, I don't regret Well, and maybe you that. don't want it right now. But mm-hmm. it's like, I don't, like, people have such rigid boundaries around stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. if you start something, you have to yes. do it forever. And or... I think that what, that's what gets you kind of just stopping. That's what gets you to stop asking that question a lot of the time is that pressure from... Yeah. Yeah, to just like stick with one career or Mm -hmm. one partner or whatever it might be. Yeah. 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 And I think, I think too, like, so I did this, I did this leadership course um, a long time ago and uh, I, they like teach you to just take action and completely ignore your feelings, right? And I kind of learned that habit, but I was highly emotional. So I was very, it was very confusing for me. I was like, wait, my emotions are telling me this, but like this program, this leadership program is like telling me to like not listen to my feelings at all, ever only do what I said I was going to do. And I really found how like, I also don't like that. Like, I think that there's validity in both. I think like keeping your word, super important. But I also think checking in with how does this make me feel is also very important. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we're just here to like knock out da, 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 da product or, um, you know, tasks or all these things. Like, I think that we're more here to experience a life in this body and this body has feelings um, that I think sometimes offer some wisdom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um 
I'm not saying react to your feelings all the time, but I'm saying like, I love the fact that you can check in and say like, is this what I want to be doing? Mm -hmm. But you also are taking the action. So it's both. You've given yourself permission to like repetitively and consistently take action that produces result while pausing every once in a while and saying like, wait, 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 is this what I want? And then Mm -hmm. giving yourself permission to change Mm -hmm. if it's not what you want. I think Mm -hmm. that's a really empowering process if people can allow themselves to do both like actually try something take the action Mm -hmm. but then after you've done it for a few months check in and say like wait wait is this giving me what i'm most looking for yeah yeah i mean that's always easier said than done but it gets easier with practice too yeah yeah cool all right i think we did it i think we did it All right. Well, if you guys loved this podcast, go over to iTunes on your computer and you can rate and review it. If you want to contact me, you can go to KimberlyCoaching.com and contact me on my contact page. And thank you so much for being here. Until next time. What is going on? Is my cap locks on?